Thanks for joining us for today's sermon. We are always so encouraged to hear how God is working in your life. If the messages of this church have touched you in some way, please share that with us by clicking on the contact tab at lifesc.org to send us an email. And if you would like to give to this ministry, you can do so online to help us bring messages just like this one to you each week. It is our prayer that God blesses you through this message today. Amen. I'm so thankful for the presence of God that we feel here, aren't you? Amen. I That last song, I, I just, the words of that chorus overflow in this place. Fill our hearts with your love. Your love surrounds us. God desires to fill our hearts with his love. Yes, he's surrounding us. Yes, we feel his presence. But if you don't have the spirit of God residing on the inside of you, with the evidence by speaking another language. The Bible says when he fills us with his spirit, the evidence is that we speak in a language that we've never learned before. And we feel the presence of God and it feels great. It feels nice. And I know that the Lord leads us. He guides us. He talks to us. But there's nothing like the spirit of God filling you up on the inside. Amen. And if you don't have that miracle today, a miracle can happen now in this place. I wouldn't leave here today without the spirit of God filling your heart. Amen. Would you stand with me? Can we sing that chorus again? Together as one body, as one voice, believing that the Lord is here to do the miraculous. Can we do that? Overflow in this place. Come on, sing it out. Overflow in this place. Fill our hearts with your love. Your love surrounds us. Hallelujah. And you're the reason we came to encounter your love. Yes, Lord, because your love surrounds us. Come on, can you sing it again? Overflow, Jesus, overflow in this place and fill our hearts with your love. Because your love, oh, you're surrounding us, Lord. Have your way in our hearts, Lord. You're the reason we came to encounter your love oh that's beautiful god would you fill us with your spirit today every heart lord we open ourselves to you right now come on can we open our hearts to him so lord just come on in and have your way in my life today do what you want to do god what you've been longing to do what you desire to do in my life do it today because i open my heart to you i give you the opportunity to do just whatever you want to do my mind is ready to receive your word my heart is hungry god i want more of you i i'm not satisfied where i am god but i desire more of you and every good and every perfect gift cometh down from the father of lights in whom there is no variableness neither shadow of turning so i know that i can trust your word god i know that i can trust you that you're not here to shame me that you're not here to embarrass me but you're here to help me you're here to make me whole god you're here lord jesus to work a miracle in my situation can i tell you whatever you need the holy ghost is here for you the anointing of god that destroys the yoke of bondage is here for you if you need deliverance in jesus name the power of god is here and whatever it is that you need i wouldn't leave here without it but god fill my heart fill my life with your presence i desire more of you god hallelujah i need you in my situation folks if we could do it all ourselves there'd be no reason to be here 
If we could just say, if we could do this life without God, there'd be no reason. We'd have no need of him and we would not be here together. But we are here because we know that we're incapable of doing this on our own. We, we, we're incapable of doing this in the natural. We need something supernatural. Amen. Praise God. I feel the Holy Ghost. Matthew chapter 15. If you have your Bibles, I'd like to turn there and I'd like to talk to you this morning. Not for long. And I, I ask that whatever you feel like God is speaking to you, don't wait on me. Like you're not going to interrupt anything that I do up here, okay? We're, we're in the presence of God. And so whatever the Lord is urging you to do, you go ahead. You step out and you claim what you need from him today. In Jesus' name, I want to see somebody filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost today. I believe that's the Lord's will. Amen. How many want the Spirit of God to fill them up? Even if you've already received the Holy Ghost, it's not a one-time experience, but it's an everyday experience. Matthew chapter 15, verse 22. What a, what a beautiful worship. Beautiful, brother. I... I, I ashamed to get on the piano I, 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 I'm not going to do it <laughs> Amen. but maybe tonight we'll have a service as well but I do have um, CDs available in the foyer songs that I've written hopefully that you enjoy them if you'll take one or 15 or whatever that'd be nice or $10 each take, uh, take them all please because I don't want them I've heard that those songs about them a million times before the thing came out. I, I don't even like the songs anymore. So please take, take them all up. I've got more in my car if you just, if you're excited, if you're that excited about it, I'll give you the whole box. Matthew 15, 15 and, and, and verse 22 said, Behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto Jesus, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she cries after us. And he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Revelation just hit me in the face just right now. I've never seen it before. Then came she and worshipped him. Somebody say worshipped him saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not meet to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. Wow. And she said, Truth, truth, Lord. Yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee even as you want it. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Amen. Jesus is here. How do I know he's here? Matthew 18, 20, he said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, in unity. Amen. No, no divisiveness. No, no, no grudges, no, nothing. Just when, when two or three come together and agree, there am I in the midst of them. So the Spirit of God is here, and God wants to work a miracle in somebody's life today. 
How many will receive it? God, do it. Do it in my life. Amen. But I want to talk to you this morning just for the next few minutes on what faith does. What faith does. Amen. And you can be seated. That's beautiful. I could just listen to him play the whole time. Amen. So good to be with you here, and thank you so much for the opportunity, Pastor and Sister Calhoun, to be with you. I, it's been too long. Amen. I'm thankful. I'd always hoped and prayed that when it was my time to get a whooping, because it was going to come for sure, <laughs> when it was my time that it would be Dad that would administer the punishment. Um, because mom was crazy. Dad had some mercy, you know. <laughs> he, he held back a little bit. But mom, she was just crazy. She, you know, she just grabbed whatever was around. If there was nothing around, she's liable to slap you, punch you, kick you, whatever. She was ruthless. Anybody have a parent like that? And so I prayed, let it be dad. Mom was hardcore. One of the greatest moms of all time is this Syrophoenician woman that we read about in this passage of Scripture simply because she was a mom who used the faith that she had. My mom had faith. She petitioned the Lord for a boy. She had already had my brother 14 months earlier. And the doctors told her that I would be a girl. She did not receive that. She did not want to receive that. She had felt like she had already heard from God that I'd be a minister of the gospel. And she knew in her heart that's not accurate. And so she was mad at the doctors. And, and uh, she wouldn't receive that. And thank the Lord. She petitioned the Lord for a boy. She had faith. And it came to pass. I thank God that I'm a boy. Nothing against you girls, but I'm glad that I'm a boy. Uh, I, I desire to help. I desire to help. I, if I can be a help or if I can come to a place and there is an exchange of help, that's what I want to do. I'm thankful to be here this morning, but I'm not, I'm not here just to take up your time or to just take up space or just be another voice behind the microphone, but I'm here to help, commissioned by God to do that. If I call myself a minister, that's what a minister, do, a minister does. He helps. And I desire to help. I have no desire to just play games or fluff, you know. But, you know, you can be sincere. And sincerity is good, isn't it? But guess what? You can be sincerely wrong. Sincerity doesn't save us. And, And just because I'm so sincere about what I believe, it doesn't mean that I'm believing the right thing. Does that make sense? I mean, I could believe really hard that I'm a millionaire, but when I check my bank account, that ain't fact, honey. I'm wrong, and I'm going to be wrong, right? And so that's the issue. In our world today, when people say, well, you know, just whatever you believe, just do what you want to do. Whatever makes you feel good is good, but that's not good. There is a standard of truth. And it's in the word of God. I was talking to my best friend. I was standing in the kitchen with him. He was on my right. His wife was on my left. 
and we were talking about a youth bonfire. Bombfire is what he said. We have a youth bonfire coming up. And I looked over at his wife and we kind of chuckled, you know. And I said, John, did you just say what I think you said? It's not bombfire. It's bonfire. And so <laughs> they were chuckling back and I'm about to trip and fall on my face. They were chuckling, you know, we were chuckling back and forth, his wife and I, and he was getting over here. He was getting heated a little bit over here. And so him and his wife start to argue back and forth. And I just kind of step back and just, you know, watching the show and eating some popcorn. <laughs> and, and he says, you know, I'll bet you 10 bucks. As if they don't share the same bank account, you know. And so she's like, all right, I'll bet you. And so John's uh, Googling it on his phone. And... Just about the time Karen comes and looks over his left shoulder, John had this pulled up. Do you have that picture? <laughs> bonfire. What stupid people say that don't know is spelled bonfire. <laughs> and we had a great laugh. The point is, you can be sincere about what you believe, but that does not mean that you're right. There's a standard of truth, whether I like it or not, whether I agree with it or not, whether my culture or my society says, it doesn't matter. Truth never, ever changes. Truth is solid, and it doesn't shift with our opinion. Amen? And so we can always go back to the word. What does the word of God say? If I want to be saved, what does the book say? We had this conversation a little bit last night and folks say, well, there, I can't prove God. You can't prove the existence of God. You can't prove the word is true. I beg to differ, my friend. If you put into practice anything that this book says, you'll find out it's true. Put it to the test. Don't tell me until you've done it. And then you'll find out. You'll discover absolutely it is true and it can be proven. Amen. You've come too late to tell me that God doesn't fill people with his spirit, that God doesn't put broken pieces and broken families back together. You, you've come way too late to tell me that because he's already done it in my family. He's already done it in my situation. Amen. I've experienced the power of God and it's not just a one-time thing, but it's every single day. Amen. And the Lord responds to the cry of faith. That's truth. Can I tell you that God doesn't respond to need? God does not respond to my need. If God responded to our need, we wouldn't have any needs. We'd be healthy and wealthy and whole. Everybody would be good. There'd be no need for a church. There'd be no need for broken people to be put back together. Because if God responded to need, we'd all be good. God doesn't respond to need. He doesn't even respond to tears so much as he responds to faith. Faith is what awakens God Almighty. What is faith? Believing and trusting in his word and doing what his word says to do. 
Faith is a thing that moves God. The best foundation, if you're a parent in here, that you could ever give your children is the foundation of faith. The best thing that you could ever possess, mom and dad, is faith. Faith in God for yourself. Faith in God for your kids. Faith in God for your family. Faith that and only what he can do because God responds to faith every single time. It's what gets his attention. It moves him to action. I've prayed with many parents before at an altar and they usually want to pray for their children, especially if their children are on they're, they've gone astray or they're not doing well. They're going through some difficult times. And, and, and so we do that. We pray for their children and it's wonderful, but don't get the cart before the horse here. It's wonderful to pray for your kids, but the greatest gift that God has placed inside of you and inside of me that I can exemplify in my life is the gift of faith. There's nothing like somebody who is strong in faith. There's nothing like somebody who is faithful. Faith is not what I possess. Faith is what I use. Faith is not a badge of honor, folks. We have many different people of many different faiths, right? I'm Lutheran. I'm Methodist. I'm Pentecostal. I'm Muslim. I'm faiths that's not faith that's that may be what you where you go to church <laughs> all right but that's not faith what faith is is something that you use your trust and obedience to the word of god simply put that's what faith is and the greatest gift that he has given us is faith when you or your friend or your family member are in trouble uh, may you be faithful in finding your way to jesus christ as this woman was that we read about Amen. I want to tell you a few things that faith does. Are you ready? Number one, faith hears. Can you say faith hears? The scripture said, Romans 10, 17, that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you can't remember what the preacher preached today, somebody asked you, what did that, that dude preach about? And you can't remember either he wasn't worth hearing or you are listening with ears of faith. You, you, didn't, you didn't respond with faith. But we all have faith inside of us. It doesn't matter if you've been through difficult circumstances in your life. It doesn't matter if you've failed God and failed people. It doesn't matter if others have failed you. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor or, or, or if you're educated or uneducated. It doesn't matter if you're weak or strong. We all have faith. Romans 12, 3 said, God has, has dealt to every man the measure of faith. I have faith. It's just a matter of what am I placing my faith in? Am I placing my faith in myself? Am I placing my faith in what I can do? Am I placing my faith in my circumstance? Or am I placing my faith where it belongs in Jesus Christ? If you need a miracle today, if you need a blessing from Almighty God, if you need a healing in your body, in your heart, in your soul, in your mind, can I tell you Jesus Christ is here and he's ready to respond if you will reach out and touch him by way of faith. Amen. This lady heard of him. We know that because of the way she addressed him. Jesus Christ, the living word of God, wrapped up in flesh. She had heard of him because when she found him, she cried out and said, she said, oh, Lord, son of David, have mercy. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. She had heard of him that he wasn't simply just a man that did good things, but there was something about him. And she remembered maybe perhaps the prophecies that had gone forth and, and she realized he came from the lineage of David and there was something different about this man. He wasn't just a man. She knew from the stories that she had heard and what she had probably witnessed herself that there was something different. 
Hearing the word of God wakes up the faith that is already inside of us. Something begins to stir inside of us. Something begins uh, to come to life when we hear the word of God. And that's why you're here this morning. You're stirred in your soul. It's not simply emotion or hype that you feel. Why tears are flowing down your face. It's it's not because it's just hype, but it's something different. This is where the, the word of God is preached. The truth of his word is preached. This is where his spirit is. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And you're feeling stirred this morning, not because of emotion, not because of anything else, but simply because the word of God is stirring up the faith that has already been placed inside of you. Amen. Faith, number one, faith hears But it doesn't stop there. It doesn't just stop with hearing about what God can do and about what he has done for other people. That's not faith. It doesn't just stop there. But I must begin to act on what I've heard if I want God to move in my life. Number two, faith moves. Somebody say faith moves. After faith hears, faith moves. Faith is not just something that I possess, but faith is something that I do. I believe I've given this example before. I'm sure your pastor has given this example and others because it's really simple. But if I told you this building is on fire, what would you do if you believed me? You get out of here as fast as you possibly could. But you wouldn't sit there and say, I believe. Right? Because if you really believed, you're going to put action to your belief. Faith steps outside of its current circumstance to find the answer. Faith moves me into action. Faith is going to cost you something, honey. Believe it. You cannot say that you're using the faith that God has placed inside of you if it doesn't cost you something. If it doesn't require me to move from my current natural position, then it is not faith. If it doesn't cause me to get outside of my comfort zone a little bit and take a risk a little bit, can I tell you, if it doesn't cost me some pride... Faith is going to cost you pride. It's going to cost you the appearance of everything as well. Look at me. I've got the plastic smile. But faith is going to cost you something. It's going to cost you the appearance of I have everything together. All is well in my life. Everything's good in my family. Faith is going to cost you that, honey. But it's worth the cost. Hallelujah. Because when faith hears, faith moves. It responds to the word of God. Verse number 23 said, Jesus answered her, not a word. And here come his disciples saying, send her away for she cries after us. If you read some commentary, some commentators believe that the disciples were not being mean to this lady. They weren't being rude to her. Um, Perhaps they were just trying to help her. Maybe they were coming to Jesus and saying, would you just meet this lady's need so that she can get out of here? She keeps crying unless you do something. She's going to keep crying. I don't know whether or not they were being mean to this lady or not. I I have no idea. But faith moves. And it doesn't care about what the haters are saying. Faith isn't concerned with what the crowd is thinking or what they're saying. Faith doesn't check with its neighbor first and say, you know, is it okay if I respond to God? Faith doesn't check with its spouse first and say, are we going to do this? Are we going to respond to God? That's not what faith does. But when faith hears, faith makes a move towards God. Simply put, he is, is coming back for a people of faith. 
Jesus said in Luke 18, when he comes back, will he find faith on the earth? He's going to look for one thing, and that's a people of faith, not a people that go to church, not a people that check it off their list, not a people that say, I'm a Christian, but the people that prove it with their actions, with their move toward God. It's a continual moving towards God. After I hear the word of God, I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to step out by faith, and I'm going to prove his word to be true. Hallelujah, he's looking for a people of faith. Hear me, folks, if we're blessed enough to make it in that day, when we stand in judgment, he's going to look at us and say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. We need a revival of faith in these last days. Come on, as the world gets darker, the the church has got to shine brighter. We got to step up to the plate with faith in our hearts and truly, but if we truly believe what we preach and we're going to prove it, amen, we're not just going to sit there and say, I believe. Can I tell you that faith is not believing with me? It's, It's not believing what I say. That's why we encourage you to bring your own Bible to church, that you open up the scripture and that you read along with me in this passage or whatever we're doing, that you open up the scripture because faith is not agreeing with what I say. I I, I try to do my diligence and I try to study the word of God and I'm, of course, always prayerful and fasting and the Lord gives me a word for you. But guess what? I don't expect you to just trust me. I want you to trust what the word of God says. Amen. You can go to the book every time and find out for yourself. Faith is not agreeing with a preacher. Faith is agreeing with the word of God. Amen. You're not going to be saved by a preacher. You, you may have your favorite preacher and that you, you love to listen to, but guess what? He's not going to stand in judgment for you. No, but when you're standing in judgment before God, it's just going to be you and him. I can't point the finger at anybody else. I can't blame it on the, on the bad weather or the bad pizza I ate. I can't blame it on anything or anybody, but I will be facing him. And he's going to say, did you live by faith? Did you trust my word? Amen. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Number three, faith speaks. Somebody say faith speaks. After faith hears, faith moves, and then faith speaks. It cries out without fear of consequence. Faith doesn't just change its natural position, but faith opens up its mouth and cries out for help. Faith realizes that it's not just enough to come to where God is. But I must cry out to him then and make sure that he notices me. Don't pass me by. I must tell him what I need, Jesus. I'm here because only you can help me, God. I'm here because, Lord, I I, want to be in your presence where anything is possible, where where the miraculous takes place. How long has it been since you've made your request known unto God by way of faith? Faith realizes that it's not enough to just check the church, uh, check going to church off my list of Sunday morning. I'm good. I went to church today. That's not faith, honey. But faith pushes past that. We don't put in our quarters in the cosmic vending machine and press A3 and expect the Reese's. That's not faith. I'm talking about asking by way of faith. How many have heard this statement? God will not do what you can do. Anybody heard that? God will not do what we can do. Basically, the meaning of that statement is that you do what you can do and let God do what you cannot do, right? And that's good. But the Holy Spirit gave me a different perspective on that. And I felt the Lord quicken my heart. One day as I was driving down the road, he said, he said, is that the problem? Could it be? 
the problem. Why I'm not doing much in your life. Why I'm not doing much in your country. Because you can do it all. God will not do what we can do, but you can do it all. Any need that you have, anywhere where you're lacking, if you're sick, you've got health insurance, you've got the doctor, you've got prescription pain medications, and the list is endless of the things that you can do for yourself. When you're lonely, well, it may not be the best thing, uh, but I'm going to reach out to somebody and I'm just going to strike up a relationship. I know that's not the will of the Lord. I know I need to wait on God and his timing, but I'm lonely right now. And so I'll pick up the phone and call or I'll text or I'll get on social media and the list is endless of things that I can do to replace God. The Holy Spirit said, could it be that I'm not doing much in your midst because you can do it all and you've replaced me with many, many gods. You've replaced me with many, many gods, substituting what I can do for what you can do. Amen. But I'm talking about pursuing God with faith in our hearts this morning. And his hands are tied every single time. Well, we, we, we depend on ourselves and our resources and our money and our education and everything that we can depend on. And we ask and we ask, we simply ask God, but we ask amiss, James said. James chapter three, he said, you ask and you don't receive because you ask, hoping to spend his blessings on your own selfish desires and pleasures. But that's not faith. Faith is not asking God for the, for the upgrade of the Mercedes or the next home. Oh, what, what, what God can give me, but faith is believing in his word and trusting that he will do what he said he would do for my ultimate good. There's going to be some suffering by way of faith. There's, come on, if we're going to obtain our inheritance in heaven, there's got to be a little bit of suffering down here. But we ask and we hope that God will just go ahead and pad my lifestyle. Just go ahead and, and, and honor my requests and whatever I think I can ask for, that God will just bless me with it. But honey, that's not faith. And God is not a liar. He cannot do something that's contrary to his word. He would have and most certainly could have passed this lady right on by. Do you know what he was doing? Jesus wasn't in the mood. He was trying to take a break. He was attempting to hide away from the crowds. That's what he was doing. He was attempting to lay low with his disciples. Just take a break and, and spend some time just catching a breather, if you will. But you know what faith does? Faith puts God to work. He can take a vacation as long as I'm willing to do it on my own, relying upon my own natural resources to, to, to push things forward and to make things happen. God is just cool with being in chill mode, but faith is what wakes up a sleeping giant. Faith moves God to respond in our situation. It's like the faint cry of a newborn baby. Mama's got her ears locked in. She's not missing a thing. She's running to the rescue when that baby cries. That's exactly what faith does to God. It moves him to respond in my situation if I will approach him by way of faith. Amen. Number one, faith hears. Number two, faith moves. Number three, faith speaks. That's an awful lot. It sounds very familiar, like receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. After you hear the word of God, and you, st you say, I believe it, and it's not just lip service, but you prove it by moving toward and sometimes we take a, a necessary step. Sometimes, it's, of course, you can get the Holy Ghost wherever you're at, okay? But you know why we come to the altar area? Sometimes it's just that simple step. It's an act. It's a sign that I'm obeying. I'm stepping out from where I am, and it's going to cost me something. 
Faith's going to cost me some pride, but I'm going to move toward what I hear. I believe the word of God and I'm moving forward. And sometimes just a simple act of obedience, just a simple act, just a simple step of faith. Come on, it's just signifying, God, I believe you and I trust your word. I'm coming at you. Amen. And, but it doesn't stop there that just to come up to the altar. But I've never seen anybody filled with the Holy Ghost with their mouth closed. That's impossible. Because the evidence that he's filled my heart is speaking in another language I've never learned. Amen. And so when you open up your mouth and make your request known unto God, God, I'm sorry for my sin. God, I'm sorry for failing you and failing other people. God, I'm a sinner, as the Bible said, and I don't want to be that way anymore. I'm turning away from that, and I'm turning towards you. Would you fill me with the Holy Ghost? All of a sudden, all of these words that you've never learned start coming out of your mouth. You don't know how it happens, but the Holy Ghost is helping you to speak. Come on now. It's a lot like receiving the Holy Ghost. When faith hears, it moves, and it opens up its mouth, and God can do a work. Amen. I'm talking about faith this morning. If you'll respond by way of faith, there is nothing that God will not do for you in your situation. Amen. The Holy Ghost is here. Hallelujah. Can we just give God praise right now? Say, Lord, I'm ready. I'm ready to respond by way of faith. God, nothing's going to stop me. Pride certainly ain't going to stop me. My neighbor ain't going to stop me, but I'm here for you. I'm here, God, because I need you. Amen. Number four, faith worships. Hallelujah. Uh, verse number 25 said, Then came she and worshiped him, saying, Lord, help me. Faith understands that my natural need cannot possibly compare to my spiritual need. And even in the middle of a, of a crisis situation, faith begins to focus on the most important thing. No longer does faith fixate on the problem at hand, but it begins to fix its eyes on the solution to the problem. Faith changes from having my needs met first to, to first meeting the needs of my creator. Faith realizes, here's the secret to faith, honey. I'm about to blow your mind here. When your faith leads you to worship God in, in spite of what you're going through. Come on, when your faith leads you to turn your worries into worship, you're about to turn the corner. The enemy better look out. Come on, your situation's about to change when you can worship God in spite of your circumstance. I'm here, Lord. I love you. And God, you're the only one that can do something about my situation. I'm talking by way of faith. If you'll turn your worry into worshiping the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, your situation's about to change. Hallelujah. Somebody give God praise right now. Come on, somebody act like you believe it today. By way of faith, I'm going to reach out. I'm going to respond in worship. This is where things begin to happen. This is where all of a sudden I'm not focused on myself anymore. But I realize I'm in the presence of God Almighty. And I just get lost in that fact. You know what? All of a sudden she begins to determine I ain't going anywhere. My place is right here. And I'm going to turn my worry to worship right now. I ain't going nowhere. But God, I'm in your very presence. How privileged are we to be in the presence of God? No longer do we have to rely on a priest to do it for us as they did in the Old Testament. But you and I can enter his presence. We can go as far as we want to go in God. And when we're ready to stop, we can stop. Wow. Woo. Feel the Holy Ghost, number one, faith hears. Number two, faith moves. Number three, faith speaks. Number four, faith worships. Number five, faith waits. Whew. How long has it been since I've lingered? 
Faith lingers in the presence of God and it asks again and it doesn't give up and it doesn't stop and it doesn't quit, but it keeps on asking. Jesus said, Matthew 7, 7 and 8, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you for everyone that asks receives and he that seeks finds. And to him that knocks, the door shall be opened. Someone, sometimes faith doesn't get the answer that it's looking for right away. So it's persistent in its pursuit it keeps asking and when you feel like your prayers hit the ceiling you keep on praying and when the answer is no you keep on asking and faith just it doesn't get humiliated but you keep going and refusing to quit amen Faith lingers. How long has it been since I've lingered in the presence of God? How long has it been since I said I'm in the presence of the Lord? Forget about what's on the, on the stove at home, all right? Forget about what's in the crock pot. Forget about the dinner plans that I have. I, you know, I'm scheduling an hour and a half for you, Lord, and if you don't show up, I'm out the door. I've got things to do and places to go. But faith doesn't do that. Faith says, you know what? Nothing else matters. What, what else could possibly matter than being in the presence of Jesus Christ? That's what faith realizes, and faith is willing to wait until faith is willing to linger until there's a breakthrough until I feel the Holy Ghost come come into my situation until I feel the, the anointing that destroys the yoke until I feel the deliverance of God until I'm baptized in his name until I'm filled with his spirit faith lingers hallelujah number six faith determines it has a resolve about it first in verse number 23 he didn't answer her a word he ignored her completely ignored this lady my daughter's grievously vexed with the devil. He didn't say a word, kept walking. My goodness. And then he spoke up and said, I, I haven't come for your people yet. But I came for my people, the lost sheep of the house of Israel. First he ignores her, then he denies her. And then she worships him, says, Lord, help me. And he said, you know what, I don't, it's not suitable to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs. First she's ignored, then she's denied, then she's embarrassed in front of the crowd. But faith has a resolve and it keeps coming and it does not get discouraged and it will not get sidetracked because of offense. Let me tell you what stops the miraculous flow of the Holy Ghost in our lives every single time is when I choose to become offended. It's a choice. Every time, it is a choice that I choose. I'm not saying that somebody hasn't hurt you in your past. I'm not saying that it's not relevant or that it's not valid or that it's, we could just sweep it under the rug. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that it's my choice whether or not I will become offended at what somebody else did or even what God did or did not do. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Some of us have got to release some grudge, some hatred, some bitterness in our heart that's been there for a long time. You think, I'm good. I've already, I've already dealt with that. But, but, but in reality, sometimes we just sweep it under the rug. It's still in our past. It still haunts us and we still deal with it because we've not yet dealt with it. But the Holy Ghost is here to say, when you forgive, when you let go of that offense, 
I'm going to do a work in your situation that'll blow your mind. Some of us have been going to God and praying some things that we've been praying for years. The secrets in our hearts that only God knows about and tears have flowed. And God said, I want to help you. And I'm right there. You're so close to your miracle, but you will not let go of offense. And it robs us of our miracle in the presence of God. But it's only a test. He's just testing her faith. How far are you going to come? Are you in this for what I can do? Are you in this for the handouts? Because there were many in that day, multitudes, great multitudes, the Bible said, followed him. They were just looking for the next circus act. What would Jesus do next? And many were just following him for the miracles. But Jesus wants to know, when you don't get your miracle, are you still going to be in relationship with me? I read an article of a lady who wore her hair long. She never cut it. She, she felt like that's what she needed to do. And she read it in the, in the scriptures. It came to life to her. She said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm making a commitment. I'm not cutting my hair. She had a sick loved one who died, who passed away. She believed God for the healing, but it didn't happen. And because it didn't happen, she cut her hair and she walked out the doors of the church. How shallow of a relationship is it when God doesn't do something that I expect him to do. And so for that reason, I'm walking away. That's not a real relationship. But faith, trust in God's sovereignty and what he desires to do. I'm not going to stop responding by faith because something didn't happen the way I expected it to happen. The Bible says do not kill. We got that one down, don't we? Everybody good in here? We're safe. Let's give ourselves a hand clap. Do not kill. Okay. I'm good there, God. But what precedes killing? Hatred. Some of us say, well, I'm good there. I don't hate anybody. I got no hate in my heart. What precedes hatred? Offense. Unfulfilled expectations. That's what offense is. When I expect somebody to do something and they did not perform to my liking. And offense comes and it's a choice for me to be offended. But the Holy Ghost is here to say, it's time to let go. It's time to give it to God. It's time to say, I forgive. I, for, I will forgive. Some of us maybe need to make that phone call today. Don't, don't wait. Don't wait, but when, when you, you make up your mind, I forgive. I'm picking up the phone. I'm going to do it because God is, I want you to forgive me. Forgive us as, as we forgive our trespasses. God's saying, I'll forgive you as you forgive somebody else. You forgive them 90%. I can only forgive you 90%. But the Holy Ghost is here to say, I'm ready to do a work in your situation. If you will choose to keep coming by way of faith, nothing's going to stop me. Certainly not offense. Faith hangs in there like an experienced fighter against the rope, just pummeling, just getting pummeled. That's how he's going down. But faith realizes I'm just against the ropes. I'm just taking a break right now. I'm just I'm just breathing a little bit and I'm going to come back swinging. That's what faith does. You may you may throw some good blows, but I ain't going down, honey. I will not be defeated. I will not be knocked out. I will not let a fence rob me of my miracle when I'm this close. But faith is determined. And this lady refuses to get offended for her daughter's sake. Now, we live in a society today of crazy parents <laughs> who get offended even when they know their kid's wrong. 
They'll take up for their kids. They're willing to stand up for their kid when they know their kid's wrong. And both of them are on their way to destruction. How ridiculous is that? Who's the mature adult here? Now, this lady, her, her, her daughter didn't even do anything wrong. She's just helpless and needing a miracle from God. And when he tells her no, she has a choice right then. Are you, are you kidding me? You're telling me no for my helpless daughter? Forget about you. I'm turning my back and I'm going home. And some of us would leave when we're that close to our miracle. But it's just a little bit of test of faith. And God wants to see how bad do you want it, honey? Come on. And when your faith leads you to refuse to get offended, then you will not take sides. But you're just going to keep on coming. You will not get distracted. You will not get sidetracked. But you're focused on the most important thing that is Jesus Christ in front of me. Nothing else matters. No politics. No power. Nothing else matters right now. I'm in the presence of God. And I will not stop. Amen. And where some of us would stop after the silence, after being ignored, this lady keeps pressing. And when others would stop after he tells us no, this lady says no. By way of faith, I'm coming. And finally, the rest of us, after embarrassment, after he turns to her and said, I don't give children's bread to dogs. How many of us will say, no, you didn't? And turn our back and walk out the door when we're this close. To the miracle huh. but faith refuses to get offended it's got a resolve about it number seven i'm done i didn't want to tell you how many points i had because i didn't want you to be waiting on number seven but i'm done right here faith receives faith finally receives he answered and said it's not suitable to take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs you know what faith does with a negative it turns it around and it makes it a positive she said you know what that's true lord I'll be a dog in your presence because even dogs take crumbs that fall from the master's table. Amen. That's faith. And Jesus turned to her and said, you know what? Nothing's going to stop you, lady. You're going to get what you came for. Go home. Your daughter's healed because this woman understands. I may have told this before. This, so, this is so cool to me. Pastor Brandon Ball, pastor's just a, a few miles down the road. He says, he's a culinary guy, baker and all that stuff. He knows how to do all that. He says, whatever is in the loaf, whatever's in the cake, if you take the tiniest crumb and put it under a microscope, you're going to find whatever is in the loaf, you'll find it in that crumb. If there's flour in the loaf, you'll, you'll see it in the crumb. If there's sugar in the loaf, you're going to see it in the crumb. Crumb's going to have it. And this lady had the faith to say, you know what? I'll take crumbs because guess what? Crumbs is more than what I came with. I'm leaving with crumbs. It's more than what I came with. It's more than what I showed up with. And can I tell you just one drop of blood? You don't, you don't need the whole river, but just one drop of blood from Jesus, from, from what he did for you and me at Calvary. Just one drop will do. We'll cover every past sin, every mistake, every failure, every regret. Just one drop of blood. And this woman had the faith to say, I'll just take a couple of crumbs. That's good enough. Can I tell you, when you've got the resolve of faith, when you're 
determined in your heart when you will worship in his presence and when you will finally receive whatever you got to give me, God, I'll take it. I'll take it. Come on. That's what faith does. When that's in your heart, can I tell you, nothing is going to stop you short of your miracle. Would you stand with me right now? Would you throw up your hands? I wonder if there's anybody in this place that needs God to respond in your situation. I wonder if you'd respond right now to the word of God by way of faith. If you need the Holy Ghost, don't leave this place without it. Come on. God wants to fill you with his spirit. He wants you to experience the joy unspeakable and the full of glory. Come on. If your family is broken and you need to be put back together again, if you're addicted, if you if you're bound, I don't care what your need is. If you'll step out and if you will respond by way of faith, I'm telling you the Holy Ghost is here and he's about to do a work in your situation. Can you respond right now? I wonder if we could all come to the altar. Why don't you step out from where you are? Come on, it's a simple sign, an act of obedience. It don't matter what the crowd thinks. It don't matter what my neighbor says. I'm not here for them. I ain't trying to be cute. I'm in the presence of God right now. And God, I respond by way of faith. Come on, throw up your hands and surrender and say, God, fill me with your spirit. Fill me to overflowing. Come on, I want the joy of the Lord inside of me. And don't stop until you're speaking in an of language. Come on, if you not receive the Holy Ghost, come on, all you got to do is respond by way of faith. I trust your word and I believe it. I repent of my sins and I'm not going back, God, but I turn towards you and I want your spirit now. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. Fill me, God, with that overcoming power. Come on, some of you have family needs. Some of you got kids that you've been praying for. God is going to respond to your faith. Come on now. We need a revival of faith in these last days. God, stir it up in me. Come on, faith hears. Faith moves. Faith speaks. Faith worships. Faith waits in the presence of God. It will not be denied. Faith determines in its heart. Come on, faith receives. Receive of the Lord. Come on, you may have to wait a little bit. You may have to ask him again. But faith doesn't quit. I'm letting go of every offense. I'm letting go of everything that's held me back. I forgive. I'm letting go of the past. I know that it's just about me and you, God. When I stand in your presence, it's just about my relationship with you. I want to get it right. I want to be called up. I want to be one of the faithful ones that enters into the joys of the Lord that you have prepared for your children. I want to receive everything that you have from me, and I don't want to stop short. Oh, yes. Come on, open up your mouth and cry out uh, without fear of consequence. Show the Lord, uh, I'm responding by way of faith. That's it. Uh, I lift my hands to the heavens. I lift my eyes to where my help comes from. Yes, Lord. I look to you. You're my rock and my healer. I trust in you. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody trust him. Come on, somebody trust him. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Come on, let it move through you. Let the Lord do what he wants to do. I've opened my heart to you, God. Let those tears flow. That's all right. Let the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Come on, let it deliver. Let it destroy the chains that have bound. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Come on, prayer warrior. Help me pray. Come on, show. Come on, be an example of faith to the unbeliever. If you know somebody needs a Holy Ghost, why don't you gather around them? Come on, why don't you pray them through the Holy Ghost? It's your faith that God wants to use. Oh, Jesus. 
Oh, yes, Lord, I trust you. Yes, yeah, oh, come on, believe it now. Oh, yes, I lift my hands to the heavens. I lift my eyes. My help comes from you, Lord. I'm looking to you, Lord. You're my rock and my healer, God. Oh, I trust in you. Oh, will somebody believe it now? Say, sickness can't stay. Oh, to the heavens. Oh, my help comes from you, Lord. Come on, the Holy Ghost is here. Oh, yes, Lord. I trust you. Sickness can't say, come on, declare it in Jesus' name. Oh, sickness can't stay any longer. Your perfect love is casting out fear. Yes, Lord. And you are the God of all power.